for another edition of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And uh, it is Monday afternoon. It is 4:20. Uh, no, the date is 4:20. It's actually about 5:20 o'clock right now. Um, we got the NFL draft on Thursday night. We got that really uh, coming at us this week. So super excited. Today we're going to be going over like a 2020 draft preview. I'm going to be covering uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We're just basically looking at um, some of the premier guys at each position that you're going to want to know for your dynasty draft specifically. But, I mean, towards the top end of these lists, you'll have guys that you'll be drafting in redraft uh, leagues as well. So a lot to get into. So we're going to kind of hop right into it. Uh, oh, I also wanted to say I'm trying out a new uh, streaming service here. As you can see, we're powered by StreamYard. I'm giving it a first trial here, and it looks pretty nice so far. I can do a lot of screen sharing. You can go live, live on YouTube, and they got a lot of cool features uh, as far as seeing comments and interacting with people. Uh, live on your YouTube, but uh, for now I'm just recording this privately and uh, I'll upload this tonight, but uh, super excited to try a new program. So again, that's StreamYard and uh, yeah, we're going to hop right into a screen share here and let's take a look at uh, the fantasyfellowship.com. I'm just going to tap a little bit of the zoom here and uh, on the homepage here, we have our 2020 draft preview button. And uh, we're gonna start here with looking at quarterbacks. I don't really wanna talk too much about quarterbacks because it's kinda, I mean, the top couple guys are pretty obvious. We have Joe Burrow, who's likely the number one overall pick. Uh, he dominated at LSU. And uh, he might be like a one-year wonder type guy, but I mean, they had a pro-style offense at LSU. They had superstar wide receiver, uh, Justin Jefferson. They got a superstar receiver uh, coming out of the draft next year. His name is Jamar Chase. He actually led the team in receiving yards this year. But uh, super impressive season from Joe Burrow and the champion LSU Tigers. Uh, he's likely going to be the first overall pick, and uh, he's going to be a top uh, rookie draft pick. Uh, I don't really need to say too much about him, but we love everything about him. Um, I guess once you see, once you go to the page here, you're going to see my, my overall rankings. Uh, just with some measurables and, and whatnot. And then if you scroll down, I'll have a, um, a little bit of a paragraph for each guy. Uh, you can click on stats. You know, that'll take you to this ESPN page where you can uh, take a look at uh, his career stats, you know, game log and all that stuff. So I thought ESPN had a nice layout for that. Um, then I also posted comparisons. Um, one of my favorite draft scouts for these main positions is Matt Waldman of mattwaldman.com, mattwaldmanrsp.com. He released his rookie scouting portfolio uh, every like April 1st, and the amount of content you get in there for the price is, is amazing. So a lot of the comparisons I used are pulled from his work, and uh, I highly recommend checking out his stuff. He's on Football Guys. He does a lot of work with, um, what's his name, Ross Tucker. Uh, I don't know. He's on a lot. He's everywhere. Matt Waldman's everywhere. So check out his work and uh, buy that RSP portfolio. Uh, but yeah, I'm listing comparisons. I got some game tape or otherwise I'll put highlight tapes there with links. Um, so I'm just trying to basically create a, a, a little guide page where you can kind of just get the, a quick snapshot of a player and get to know him and see what he looks like. And once this player gets drafted on a team, we'll be able to make uh, decisions from there. So overall, Joe Burrow, quarterback one. I wouldn't blame someone if they wanted to take Tua uh, Tegel Vailoa uh, with the first pick. I think 
Tagovailoa has a just as high as an upside ceiling as Joe Burrow. Uh, he's more he's a dual threat quarterback. He can run. Uh, he makes all the throws. He also played with some some stud receivers. They probably had four first round wide receivers on that team last year before he got hurt. So uh, everything about Tua is super exciting. He's a leader on and off the field. I like what I just like his mental processor, and he's got uh, I don't know everything that you want. If he didn't get hurt, we'd, we'd be talking about Burrow and Tua pretty evenly. Um, so those are the – I mean, it's really no question for me. Those are the top two guys. Um, I got a comparison here for Russell Wilson, and then I have his tape from the LSU game. Um, so I'm super into both guys, both likely top five picks in a rookie draft. And it'll be interesting to see who's landing Tua, if someone's going to move up to get him or see if he falls. But uh, no question to me, those are the top two guys. And then after that, it gets really murky. Um, I kind of have a group here from Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, uh, Jacob Eason, and Jordan Love. These guys are probably the next tier, and it wouldn't surprise me if anyone went over the other. I think Jake Fromm is the safest. He, I think he's just that he's just really well balanced, and uh, he didn't have a lot of stats at Georgia. Um, I mean, that's a dominant running program, good defensive program. They didn't really ask him to do much, but um, if you look at his numbers this year compared to last year. Um, and we'll pull it up here. He played. He didn't really have much receiver help last year. Um, but if you look at his 2018 numbers, he had Mikul Hardman and uh, Riley Ridley. Um, so two capable receivers, threw for 30 touchdowns. I like his interception touchdown ratio. Uh, he also had a much higher completion with those, uh, those receivers I mentioned. So uh, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, good things to work with Jake from. I think he's probably the safest pick of the of the group. He doesn't have any like amazing assets as far as a quarterback, but he doesn't really, to me, have much weaknesses. Uh, he's he's a pretty steady guy, and I think I gave him a, yep, I gave him a, a comparison of Kirk Cousins, and then I got I actually put his 2018 highlights because I like those a little bit better. But um, he's got some good. I mean, he's a mid mid starter in NFL caliber quarterback, so I like what I see there. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's got probably the biggest range of outcomes. Um, the biggest comp comparison I found is Carson Wentz. Um, but uh, man, he's got he's got a huge cannon. He's six foot six. That's what people like in, in drafting quarterbacks. Um, but he he like he just has a bullet for a throw, and he doesn't really he can't really change the variation of speed. It's like almost every throw he's just firing it off like a rocket. So I'd like to see him improve on like more touch passes and just find a little bit of variation in his throws. Um, and there's also been some leadership questions there too. So we got a stats page. We got a link to the to the highlights. Uh, I'm not really buying Justin Herbert. If I'm taking a quarterback uh, that's not Burrow or Tagovailoa, it's pro probably going to be one of these guys like Jake Fromm, depending on where he goes, Jacob Eason, um, and then maybe even Jalen Hurts. But uh, Jacob Eason will be the next quarterback. I got a Joe Flacco comparison. Again, we're looking at another um, another six foot six quarterback, massive, and uh, we like what we see from Jacob Beeson. He can he can he's got the big arm, the prototypical quarterback that you like to see. Um, he's not much of a runner at all. The I mean, he's an athletic quarterback, but I mean, he finished with negative rushing yards every year uh, in college, so not too much to offer there on the ground. But uh, yeah, the Joe Flacco comparison is there. We'll move on quick to Jordan Love, who's kind of like Jay Cutler, in my opinion. Uh, I think he threw 17 interceptions last year, which was not exactly ideal. He's going to be one of those guys that has high highs and low lows. But 
with all the, the coaching changes last year in 2019 from 2018, that maybe resulted in some of the some of the errors there. But if you look at the year before 2018, he had quite the year of a 32 to six touchdown interception ratio, good average per throw. Look at the rating. Um, so I liked what Jordan Love did last year. So we'll see if or the 2018. So we'll see if last year was kind of just a, a product of his environment with new coaching staff and getting used to just new new tendencies and play calls and stuff. Um, so he's a potential first round pick. Like really, all these guys are potential first round picks. They're not high first round picks, but uh, anywhere from the mid to late uh, first round. Uh, so again, you're looking at probably that next tier of Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, and Jordan Love. After that, we got some we got some maybe second day guys to to uh, third day guys. Uh, Jalen Hurts leads the group again. Super athletic quarterback, dual threat. He tends to leave the pocket early. He doesn't like to stay inside and make the throws there that are necessary in the NFL. So that's going to be his biggest uh, challenge. So he's probably going to be a guy that's drafted behind a starting quarterback and get to develop a year or two. But I like his potential. And really, depending on where he lands, he could be a guy that moves up uh, draft boards come rookie drafts. And then some other guys to get to know, Anthony Gordon, Cole McDonald, Nate Stanley, James Morgan. I don't put any links to those guys, but I did put a link to Anthony Gordon down here. I mean, he threw – it's Washington State, so it's Big 12 uh, – I mean, Pac-12 defenses, Pac-10, whatever. Um, but the dude threw for 48 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards last year. So I got some tape versus Oregon. That's one of the better defensive programs in that uh, conference. So uh, check these guys out. But, again, I don't really want to get too much tangled into the quarterbacks. It's pretty straightforward. It's Joe Burrow. It's Tua. And then we're going to see which of these second-tier guys develop. And if you're looking beyond that, Jalen Hurts would be the guy that has my most uh, – intrigue so uh, fun quarterback class but it's pretty top heavy and then it's got some middling talent so uh but yeah we're gonna get to the cream of the crop here uh, first we'll go to running back and then we'll get to the real juice but uh running backs here i got jonathan taylor jk dobbins and deandre swift those guys are kind of to me they separated themselves into the top you know clear top tier one of the the running backs jonathan taylor of course played behind an amazing offensive line at wisconsin I think he had back-to-back 2,000-yard -back, uh, rushing seasons. Let's pull those numbers up real quick. Yep, just over 2,000 last year, 21 touchdowns rushing. Um, and then I think the best thing about these numbers is he didn't catch a lot of balls uh, his freshman and sophomore season, just eight one year and then eight the next. But you see this balloon up here to 26 receptions for 252 yards and five touchdowns. So to me, that's that's really exciting. I think there could be potential him for him to continue to learn how to become a pass catcher and pass blocker in the NFL. So that's that's encouraging. That's probably going to be one of the knocks on him is that he's not uh, a complete player, which is why some people like uh, Ohio State's J.K. Dobbins. If we look at J.K. Dobbins, he's going to have more polish uh, when it comes to receiving the ball. So if you're looking here, uh, last year, he caught 23 balls. The year before that, 26, 22. So he's just got a little bit more experience um, being involved in the passing game and pass protection. Um, he's also got five touchdowns on his career for receiving. So that intrigues me there. I could see – I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor is the clear uh, top-end rusher uh, of all the guys here. But it's, it's really not going to surprise me if – if someone likes J.K. Dobbins or they see a way for J.K. Dobbins uh, that fits their team better. Um, 
but yeah, we're looking at, these are basically, they're all fringe first rounders. Uh, JK Dobbins and Swift are probably going to be like locks for second round players. Um, so yeah, I got some comparisons here, Corey Dillon for Jonathan Taylor, and we got Ray Rice for JK Dobbins. Um, and with running backs, I kind of just did like their most recent season highlights. Uh, the highlights are good because they kind of just give you a snapshot of what a player can do, what, what, what he's best at. Um, but as far as like overall, like when I sit down, my process for looking at these players, when I sit down and look at a player, I, I first watch their highlight tape just to kind of get an intro as to what they can do well. You know, a highlight tape's only going to feature their best plays. So I try to soak up that first. And then from there, I'm going to dive into his game log and see, okay, he dominated this game, but he didn't play so well that game. So I try to find the ends of the spectrum and I look for those game tapes. And then I, I start to watch some of those to really dial in onto the fine details on things like that. So that's, I don't know, if, if you're watching and you have a process that you have found to be successful, let me know, comment. And uh, I'd be interested to see how other people do their research. Um, mine's not exactly the right way to do it maybe, but it works for me and uh, hopefully it helps you too. So yeah, Jonathan Taylor and JK Dobbins to me are the clear one too. And then DeAndre Swift's a clear distant third, but he still belongs in that first group of running backs for me. Uh, his comparison is gonna be D'Angelo Williams. And it's like I say here, his last name says it all, DeAndre Swift. The dude is elusive, uh, he's buttery, he, he makes some nice plays. And then uh, what I like about Swift too is he was very productive as a pass catcher as well. Uh, 24 catches last year, 32, and then 17. He scores touchdowns, back-to-back um, -back thousand yard seasons. He doesn't have too much wear and tear. So I like that. A little bit smaller, 5'9", but uh, overall very productive career for DeAndre Swift at Georgia. So he's really interesting. He's probably a, a fringe top five pick in dynasty drafts, you know, along with the quarterbacks and some of the receivers we're gonna be talking about here. Um, but there you go, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. If you don't know, get to know their highlights and their games because as soon as someone gets drafted on like a prime situation, that's where shifting can happen. And maybe DeAndre Swift lands with like the most juicy rookie role, you know, and that can sway some things. So either way, though, I think those are the first three backs off the board. Um, Taylor, maybe around one pick, Dobbins and Swift likely round two. So. Uh, we'll go back up here to to look at just the overall ranking board. Uh, after the top three, I kind of was torn, and I kind of I put Clyde Edwards uh, Elaire there at four. He's like the stud uh, third down pass catching back. He really thrived at that LSU uh, pro offense scheme. So I think a lot of people are going to like that and see, hey, we like that's you know a need for us. Like we can just plug him right into that role and he's ready to go right away. So he might actually have some of the highest PPR value uh, as, as a rookie running back. So he's super exciting. I mean, if he lands on a team like Tampa Bay and you're thinking, oh, Tom Brady, James White roll, like that's kind of what you're looking at. And, and Clyde's amazing. Um, if you want to look at uh, the comparison I got here, it's going to be Devonta Freeman. Freeman, again, caught a ton of passes. Uh, in his heyday with Atlanta. You can see Clyde's 2019 highlights here. We'll take a look at his stats real quick from last year. Uh, 55 receptions, 453 yards, and only one touchdown, but the dude ran. Not only is he an excellent receiver, the dude can run. 6.6 .6 yards per carry, 1,400 yards, and 16 touchdowns. 
I love everything about Clyde Edwards, uh, Elair. So get to know him. If you're sitting with like, you know, the a middle first round pick, that's probably one of the guys that I'm going to be queuing in on um, a lot. And if he falls, you know, eight, nine, 10, you're stealing money at that point. So super excited about Clyde Edwards and we'll see where he lands. He can go. He, it wouldn't surprise me if he like hops swift or if he's a mid round, a mid second round pick, it's, it really depends on, it's kind of like when Alvin Kamara got picked by the saints. Um, the team had a vision. They had a role. They knew what they were going to do with him right away. And they, they, Alvin Kamara smashed. So um, we'll watch and see where he lands up, but he's definitely one of those players. That's it's like a shoot shoots and ladders type deal where uh, if he lands with the correct team, we're going to be super excited and, and itching to see where, what he can do. So um Maybe I'll throw Edwards Hilaire, Elaire into that first tier. Um, Cause I, I, I just think his PPR value right away as a rookie could be pretty, pretty high there. So uh, after that though, we got some value, I think, especially in rookie drafts. Um, I'm, I'm going to group uh, basically number five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, basically all in one big tier. And if I had to sub tier, I would end it. I would go, I would split it in half with Zach Moss, Cam Akers, AJ D Dillon being the upper end of the tier two. And then we got Eno Benjamin, Josh Kelly, and Keyshawn Vaughn at the back end of tier two. And all of these guys have uh, like every down stud RB1 potential. Zach Moss, uh, senior from Utah, 5'10, 222 pounds. He might not be a name that you know uh, very well right now. But uh, we'll look at his stats real quick. And then I might even show a couple of his highlight plays just because I like him so much. But uh, just look at this, man. He's ready to roll. So three-year starter, basically, at Utah. Three straight 1,000-yard seasons. Tons of touchdowns here. And then you look and see, I don't know what happened this year or that 2018 year, but the dude can catch passes. And I like this really high yards per catch clip that we see 13.9 is extremely high for a running back so 28 grabs 388 yards i mean you pair that with the 1400 yards and the 15 touchdowns that he got and we're looking at a guy that can handle the ball he can be on the field every every play and again he's one of those guys he's a fringe second round third rounder he's probably a day two guy a late day two guy and if he lands on a team where the the, the, the depth is shaky or there's just not a, exactly a stable starter there. Zach Moss might be one of those guys late first, early second round picks that um, that he could just absolutely blow the blow the the depth chart away and, and come away with the starting job. Um, so I just want to click on something real quick. I have a comparison for Ricky Williams. Uh, and again, that was probably by uh, Matt Waldman's comparison. Um, so we'll just kind of look at this real quick. But the dude's small, he's shifty, but he's not afraid to pack a punch or two. And uh, I'm, I don't know who they're playing here, but he's got the, he's got the bends to get around to the corner. And then again, he can make moves into, yeah, look at that. He makes moves deep into the secondary. So uh, get to know Zach Moss. I'm super excited about him. And yeah, the comp is Ricky Williams here. I love this kid. Um, he could be an all down back and he could be a household name, maybe a top 10 RB in his future. Um, so super exciting. Gets the touchdowns, very productive player. Um, so yeah, Zach Moss. Next would be Cam Akers, Florida State. Uh, his comparison is Marshawn Lynch. And again, what's his size? 5'11", 212. Uh, pretty similar to Zach Moss. Uh, let's just take a look here at his highlight reel. Like I said, Marshawn Lynch is the comparison. So if you watch this guy, he's going to pack some. He's not as big as Marshawn Lynch. That, like 
for sure. But uh, I mean, the guys, he can thump. So you see him take one to the house there, a little slippage, but uh, just watch this play from the back end here. I mean, it's a pretty simple read. He's just gonna, just gonna go right through that hole and he's able to shed the block, uh, the tackler and it's clear sailing there. So that's not like the best example of what he can do as a Marshawn Lynch type. We'll see if we can find it. This is the highlight reel that I was talking about. Um, super, super good wiggle, get around the corner. And then you see here with this little screen pass, the dude's a capable catcher, waits for his blockers, makes the cut. I like the vision. And yeah, he's looking up the whole way, weaving and in, in, in dicing through this defensive secondary. So um, every down player, not a lot of not a lot of body frame to him, so he could get bigger there. But he makes catches. Um, you see there, he kind of sheds the blocker like a Marshawn Lynch. He just keeps going, takes a couple guys to get him down. So uh, Cam Akers, Florida State. Let's take a look at his stats real quick, just to show you the wear and tear on this guy. Uh, he's a, basically a three-year starter. I don't really know what happened year two here. But, uh, again, you're seeing a steady increase in production at the receiving and uh, touchdowns, man, lots of touchdowns. So, Cam Akers. Uh, up next is probably my favorite sleeper of the running back group, um, A.J. Dillon. I don't know why I have BYU here. He's from Boston College, so I'll update that. But his comparison is Derrick Henry, and I even listed uh, his highlight tape and tape against Clemson. Clemson's one of the best defenses in the country, and he rushed for, I think, like 76 yards and a touchdown. So it was kind of cool to see him just wear and tear against a pro-style defense. Um, let's look at his measurables real quick. A.J. Dillon, six foot, 250, biggest back in the class. Um, and then, yeah, let's take a look at some of his tape, just so you can get a, a, a good look at him. Um, see here against Clemson. I mean, that's a pretty easy touchdown. Um, uh, so he's a big back here. See, against Syracuse, he's going to just take the ball. He's untouched here. And this man's 250 pounds, and he's able to, to go untouched for about a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, so we haven't even seen him do – I mean, just look at this. I mean, huge hole, but uh, at 250 pounds, uh, linebackers, they're not able to catch him. And I think uh, – I don't know. He's got good breakaway speed. So we see here the next play. He's able to run to the line, shed the tackler. And then again, he's able to, to make these secondary guys have to battle to take him down. So he's a bruiser. A.J. Dillon. I think I gave him the comparison of Derrick Henry. But yeah, just look at that. He's able to, as big as he is, he's, he's pretty shifty. And he's got some sudden moves uh, to make a guy miss, you know, with his head fakes. He's got the receiving ability there, too. I think he's a little bit better catcher than a Derrick Henry. Uh, so he does have potential to, you know, to rack in some maybe 20, 25 catches on a year. I think that's what Henry goes for. So that might be his floor. But um, overall, super exciting to see a guy like A.J. Dillon. I think – I know I have a, a rookie draft where I have the 201 and the 202, and, a, like, A.J. Dillon's probably going to be one of my picks with one of those two. Uh, but, yeah, you see there, you can't, go to, you can't go at his ankles. He's too big. He's too balanced. And he's able to take it to the house. Big man moving fast. So A.J. Dillon, get to know him. Again, he's from Boston College. Uh, up next, we're going to have – this is – now we're going to be entering the second tier, uh, the back end of the second tier. We got Eno Benjamin here, Arizona State. His comparison is going to be LaShawn McCoy. Let's just take a look at his stats real quick. Um, 5'10", 200, uh, 201 pounds. Um, 
And I'm just going to pause that video. And let's see here. His stats last year, uh, 42 receptions. I thought I hit pause on that. So we're looking at 42 receptions last year, 347 receiving yards and two touchdowns. The year before that, 35 grabs for 260, 263 yards and two touchdowns. So ultra productive as a pass catcher. He's 5'10", 201. So he's got that LaShawn McCoy build. And then meanwhile, he's rushing, you know, for a thousand yards. The, his sophomore year, he had 1600 yards and 16 touchdowns. So the dude's ultra productive. I love that he's a pass catcher. He knows that he has the experience in pass protection. And this could be a guy, again, like one of those second round running backs where everyone kind of gets on a wide receiver run at the end of the first. And you're looking at, you know, Benjamin here and whatever team he's on, you know, he might be the number two there, but he's got that PPR value. And at any given time, he could be thrust into the, the number one role. So um, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Benjamin. And again, his comp is going to be LaShawn McCoy. Uh, we'll kind of move quickly on these guys. We got Joshua Kelly here, UCLA. He was on some awful teams at UCLA. Uh, I have a comp of Terrell Davis, but uh, a more current comp would be Jordan Howard. Um, not the the best catcher, but he's capable. Um, he had a, you know 38 receptions in two years, but super productive runner. He averages about five yards a carry over his career. 12 touchdowns in each year. He's just a very sound fundamental player. And uh, he's, he's a smart runner. He has a nose for the end zone. Um, not, to, I mean, about 500 touches career. So only two years. He's young. He's 5'11", 219. But uh, very, very productive player. He's probably going to get uh, have a career where he gets a second contract. And this running back class is actually really deep. You see I have him here as running back nine. And, I mean, this guy could be a, a team's RB1 at some point. So uh, get to know Joshua Kelly. And then the last guy I want to highlight here is Keyshawn Vaughn Vanderbilt. Uh, his comparison would be Cadillac Williams. I kind of like a comparison for Carrion Johnson. They have kind of similar body types. Uh, we look at his stats at Vanderbilt here real quick. Uh, two straight 1,000-yard seasons. Um, and then 29 receptions last year has my attention. So I like that. Um, as a nose for the end zone, he even got some time his freshman season. And, uh, yeah, he's making catches. Steady, consistent career. Uh, let's take a look at some of his tape real quick. See if we can find something for us to look at. Um, I mean, pretty easy play, but this move at the secondary just to get a few extra yards. He lowers your shoulder and falls forward. Uh, this one, he takes a pretty big hole there. But, again, he's able to make that first tackler miss and kind of keep bowling and have a few players take him down. Uh, let's see what happened. Yeah, he just a, uh, He's a little guy, and here he is taking in that goal line punch uh, against Purdue. Um, yeah, he's able to squeeze through that line, and then he's going to go the distance here. No, nope, not the distance. He gets tackled there, but uh, it'd been nice if he can make a play there. But he's got a little bit of punch here at the goal line, where he makes a good, good effort here at the end to get the touchdown. I think he crossed that. Um, so little guy, but he packs a punch. He's not afraid to back down. And uh, yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn. He could. Uh, you see that he squirts through the line there, jumps over the player, and he's able to run away here for the touchdown. So he's definitely got some Cadillac Williams carry on Johnson vibes. Um, so, yeah, man, that's 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 my top ten running backs. I kind of want to just throw out some other names here that I didn't uh, uh, do a write up on or anything. But you got Antonio Gibson here, Memphis. He's like a like a fringe wide receiver running back. A lot of people have him listed as a receiver too. But uh, get to know his game. He's very versatile. He can be used in either way, and he's one of those guys. You know, like a Kamara pick. 
if he lands on the right offense and they know how do they want to use him, like home, like he's going to shoot up rookie rankings. Um, so keep an eye out for him. Um, Tyson Williams, he's a guy that not a lot of people know about. I like Darrington Evans. Uh, a lot of these guys here, uh, you can go ahead and just, you know, search these names and watch their videos. Uh, but all these guys could be making a roster and being drafted. Uh, one thing I wanted to call out here is Anthony McFarland. I have him a lot lower than most people. Um, there's a lot of character concerns with him. He's kind of immature. He only played two years at Maryland. So um, he's a speed guy. Doesn't have a lot of um, savvy as a runner, but the dude's really fast. And we'll see where he ends up. But, uh, yeah, I'm a lot lower than most people. So uh, that's going to wrap up the running back uh, group here. And we're going to move on to the cream of the crop at this draft, and that is the wide receiver group. I have 20 receivers listed here, so it's a pretty pretty deep class, super exciting. At the top here, we got C.D. Lamb. I, I think I'm, a, I'm just going to explain this first tier that I have here, and it's really uh, one through six. Um, I mean, I think C.D. Lamb is the de facto number one, so maybe we separate him, but I mean, the combination of two through six, those receivers there, um, you can look at anyone's rankings and mock drafts and you're going to see a different combination there. So like, everyone's got a different number two receiver. Um, I have Justin Jefferson there because I think he's more consistent and he's going to be a more stable uh, producer than a guy like Jared Judy or Henry Ruggs. But um, let's not breeze over uh, C.D. Lamb here. Um, I have to do the write-ups yet, so we're kind of – there's a lot to talk about, so I kind of wanted to just focus on comps and highlights and stuff. Uh, but C.D. Lamb comp, I'm going to have Devontae Adams. He's super sudden and quick. Um, he's got this really nice um, the way of the way he changes his pace and his routes. It reminds me of Devontae so much, and the guy can he he can literally run all the routes there. So um, C.D. Lamb, I, you see that here. He's got a good release, and they just kind of forget to cover him there. I don't know what happened, but. Um, a lot of deep balls here with Jalen Hurts. He's able to make the falling catch. Um, he does do crossing routes. He kind of runs he, – he might have one of the best route trees of all the receivers in this class. So I think he's he's probably one of the safest receivers, and that's why I have him number one. He's also got some of the best athletic ability. Um, so huge C.D. Lamb fan, ultra productive. I mean, he shouldn't go past the Jets or the Raiders at this point. Um, and he is, you know, your prototypical number one receiver potential. So CD Lamb, wide receiver one. Up next, I'm going to have Justin Jefferson. His comparison is going to be Michael Thomas. Um, I don't have a highlight tape for him, but I, basically if you watch this Peach Bowl versus Oklahoma game, uh, like that is his highlight tape. Um, the whole thing, the game was a gem. You look and see what he did here uh, with Joe Burrow and that pro-style offense. 111 receptions, 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns. And uh, if you look here, this Oklahoma uh, Peach Bowl game, 14 catches, 227 yards, and four touchdowns. Simply amazing. The dude's 6'3", 192 pounds. Um, he's got Michael Thomas, you know, big slot receiver vibes. Um, I think a team like Denver could really use him. And I know they have Cortland Sutton there. Cortland's going to be that dominant uh, X receiver. And if you give Drew Locke a guy like Justin Jefferson, you know, that can get open over the middle at will, I think that's a really good fit, um, more so than these Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs mocks that I'm seeing. Uh, but, yeah, let's just take a look at some of the plays that uh, you can get accustomed to seeing out of, uh, I call him Curly Jefferson. 
but yeah, Justin Jefferson, man. Uh, let's see here. Again, this is a pretty big. I know Oklahoma's defense isn't really anything to, to like, you know, it's not amazing. You know, Big Twelve defenses, but you see, you see him take the big slant there, and he's able to shed his defender and and get past the second defender for the first touchdown. And then here you're gonna have a deep, a deep out route here that he's able to just bend the corner and uh, and make another man miss. The dude's just racking up catches and yards throughout the game. I'm waiting here for that first deep ball here. But, again, he's very good over the middle. He's like the prototypical big slot receiver that you're going to want. Uh, very Michael Thomas-esque. Um, again, a lot of out routes, a lot of slant routes. Super impressive here. And then you're going to see that deep route there on the corner of the sideline here. Joe Burrow with the pass. Wow. Uh, he beats his man, really. He had a step on his guy. Perfect throw, perfect catch. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he can be used all over the field and a super exciting player there. So he's my number two. I got Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs as number three and four. Uh, Jerry Judy's comp is going to be Tory Holt, and we're going to give Santana Moss to Henry Ruggs. If you haven't seen these guys, they are fast. They are electric. They are fun to watch. Um, my knock on these type of players is they're not exactly reliable for fantasy. Yes, they have super high highs, but then they have those games where you're going to, you know, get a, like a two for, for 20 and, you know, you're like looking for more points. But Jerry Judy, man, he had quite the year before Tua was down. And you see here the guy's got the quick twitch. He's fast. He's lean. And he's, he's, he's fierce. You know, he's able to take a hit and kind of roll with the punches. So you see he can get deep here, makes a nice catch over the shoulder. Um, I mean, this guy's going to help you stretch your field. Same with Henry Ruggs. Uh, Alabama's offense, you know, they had four first round receivers and they were kind of able to just, just toy with the defenses, man, with all this, all this weaponry. Uh, but Judy was, he's a fantastic route runner, very good footwork. I love everything about him. Um, I'd like him to gain a little weight and build some muscle in the NFL to take these, these, you know, these routes over the middle of the field, but very good on the outside. Um, and if you give him any inch of space, he's going to just run past you and keep going. Um, but yeah, you see these old, like that, that's the second time we've seen an over the shoulder type throw here. So, uh, Jerry Judy is fantastic. Um, I could see him going as high as the first receiver off the board. You know, really, I like CD lamb a lot, but it's not going to surprise me if any of these top four receivers, if it doesn't, they're interchangeable essentially. So I can, anything can I, there's no rules on draft day with this virtual draft that we got going on. Um, so, you know, you know, Henry Ruggs, you know, he was the fastest receiver in the draft. This, the combine this year, the dude, he's just a, he's just a horse. He's a burner. He's a, let's see here. They kind of just did a highlight matchup here, but the dude got a very good ability to, to get open quickly. He's got the quick steps there. He, you know, kind of maybe he didn't really push off, but he's able to create separation at the top of his route. And if you give him any inch of space, he's gone. He's got the wiggle. He's got really good balance here. As you can see here, he made the first defender miss, was able to stay up and keep going. Um, a lot of good things here at Henry Ruggs. Again, makes the first man miss and is able to fall forward and get that first down. He's going to be very hard for people to tackle. He's a little water bug receiver. Uh, the comparison that I have there is Santana Moss. That's an excellent catch there. He's able to make a couple in-traffic catches. He did have a couple, uh, a few uh, concentration drops where he's 
he's kind of so focused on getting open and the the ball kind of gets through his hands sometimes. But um, Henry Ruggs is an absolute baller. But again, he's kind of like a Deshaun Jackson, um, Santana Moss type where, you know, the big games are going to come. But every now and then you might have those games where the balls just aren't flying or he lines up against a good secondary and you kind of lock him in. But, uh, yeah, first-round receiver, Henry Ruggs. And then next we have this kind of second tier of guys um, that are potential first-rounders. And I'm going to group those as Denzel Mims uh, from Baylor, LaVisca Chenault. Um, and then some of these guys here at the end here, we're going to kind of forget about them for now. But Mims and Chenault definitely – have first round upside. Uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor. I got a Brandon Marshall comp on him. And then LaVisca Chenault. Uh, Matt Waldman had a Julio Jones, Des Bryant comp. Uh, the dude's big. He's built like a running back. He's a bull. Uh, super exciting. Uh, but if you look at Denzel Mims, he is the contested catch king. And he's making a lot of plays where he doesn't get that much separation. But you see there, he's able to make the acrobatic catches with a defender. Uh, like glued to his hip in his face. He's able to come up with these balls time and time and again. Uh, really tight windows for the quarterback here. You know, he's able to make make these really tough catches that I, I don't know if he's going to be able to make in the NFL, um, you know, as cornerback competition gets better. But he's got a lot, ton of experience making these contested catches, a lot of back shoulder throws. And then you see he's able to kind of fight and wiggle his way for more. Um I mean, he'd be like a perfect fit for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers in these back shoulder throws. He, The dude's got, you know, kind of like a Jordy Nelson, uh, James Jones type vibe if you were to mash those two together. You just see that a lot of those were like those timing throws where Rodgers don't care if the receiver's there. He knows Jordy's coming down with it. So, um, yep, super explosive player. He makes acrobatic catches. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. So Denzel Mims, get to know him. He's a potential first-round pick. He could go as high as Philadelphia in the first round. Minnesota has two first-round picks. Those are ideal spots. They both need a starting receiver. Uh, let's take a look at LaVisca Chenault. And then again, I mentioned this guy is kind of built like a running back. Uh, the comparisons were Julio Jones and Des Bryant. Um, so you know, let's take a wind back there. We see him going here on a deep route. Um, the corner just draped all over him, and I don't know how he came up with that play. That's a... You know, that's a playmaker's play. So uh, LaVisca Chenault going up against a cornerback here in Washington, able to come down with the ball. Uh, let's see what happened here. We got a deep ball here. The dude's very fast, very big, very fast. Um, let's see here. He takes a short route, makes two men miss, um, avoids the third, and he's able to take it to the house. Um, so, yeah, you're seeing, you're seeing this Des Bryant, you know, Julio Jones muscle. And then he's got the, the top end speed to pull away from defenders. He can get open by three, four steps on a player. Uh, he knows he's open. You see that there. Uh, but yeah, consistently he's taking short routes, makes a man miss. He's just gone to the races. So LaVisca Chenault is a human highlight reel. And he might he kind of had some injuries. I think it was a groin injury uh, during the combine process. So he wasn't able to run as fast or he didn't really test as well as I know he could have. Um, so super excited about LaVisca Chenault. He's a fringe first rounder and a team might be gambling on him, but I feel really confident about him. So, I mean, these first six receivers are all sick. Super excited about all of them. Um, but after these first six, that's where things get interesting. I have basically receivers seven through 13 in like a big tier that like, it's like the wild west. There's no rules. Like anyone can be drafted. Even like Jalen Reger 
who I have here down at 13 with like a little uh, arrow pointing up. I could see him being a first round pick. He's got um, the comp that I gave to Jalen Reger out of TCU. I gave him Brandon Cooks uh, a comparison. Super fast, small receiver. He's going to be one of those more um, – everyone's got varied opinions on him. He, he, I mean, he returned punts here. Super fast, uh, elusive. He can make plays when there shouldn't be making plays. Like I'm trying to hear, see here. So he's a deep ball specialist. He's got that, you know, John Ross, uh, Deshaun Jackson vibe where he can make any, any deep ball a touchdown ball. Um, He's able to get open by a few steps there and beat his man. But he's also got some good um, short intermediate routes here, as you see. He's able to get open quick, make a man miss, easy first down. That's an NFL play there, just beating the man across from you for a quick 10 yards. Um, so he's got a very good variation. He's a little small, but as you see here, you can do a lot with him. Like uh, You can get very creative with your play calling, end around. He's also got punt return, kick return value. He could have – you know, a lot of work on his plate rookie year out of the gate. So he's one of those guys that um, he could shoot up to my draft board. You know, he could be, I have him as wide receiver 13 just because I don't know how other teams are viewing him or how they're going to use him. But with the right situation, this guy could be one of the top, you know, six, seven, eight receivers, uh, you know, come rookie draft time. So he's one of the more polarizing guys, but definitely one of the more talented. He's got first round talent. But I just I don't really know how to grade him. I don't really know if NFL teams are that high on him. Which teams are high on him? I don't know. So I have I have him in this range of seven to thirteen, um, basically this big massive tier of second receivers, um, and we're going to cover it here. Uh, the group includes Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC, Brian Edwards, South Carolina, T. Higgins out of Clemson, Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin, Devin Duvernay out of Texas. Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, and then Reger, of course. Now, a lot of these guys here at the top of the list, Michael Pittman, Edwards, and Higgins, these are all your, your typical big, uh, strong X receivers, wide receiver ones. You see 6'4", 6'3". These guys are all go up and get it, win, at the, win contested catches, um, just big, fast receivers. Um, and these are all preference plays. I kind of view those guys as all kind of in one tier. And then at, after that, um, I like Quintez Cephas a ton. He's 6'1", 207. Uh, Devin Duvernay is probably the best uh, quick little slot receiver in the draft. Uh, Brandon Ayuk also fills that mold. Uh, 6'1", 206, dangerously fast. Um, so I would say Cephas, that's kind of their own tier. Cephas, Duvernay, Ayuk, and Reger. I don't really know how teams are going to be viewing these guys, but they're all fast, uh, smaller receivers that could, you know, their draft value could escalate very quickly with the right situation. Um, and I just want to click on Quintez Cephas. He's one of my favorite guys. I know not everyone has him in their top 10 or receivers, but I, I see shades of like Chris Godwin. He reminds me sometimes of Quincy and Nunma. Um, just, I see so many good things in Quintez Cephas. He was on a team that doesn't really throw the ball. So, I mean, he was the one guy that they would target and he's got a little bit of everything to his game here. You see him getting deep, beating the receiver, central Michigan. I think he scored two touchdowns in this game. But the dude's super polished as a receiver. I know uh, the number one cornerback in the draft class, Ohio State's Jeff Okuda. He's on record saying Cephas is the toughest receiver he faced. Uh, Cephas gashed him seven catches for 122 yards in the Rose Bowl. And you just see Cephas here. He's kind of he's got deep ball. He's got middle of the field game. 
and he's able to putz around there and almost pick up the first down. Um, again, you know, he's, he's a successful slot receiver. I see shades of Chris Godwin. Um, I'm trying to think of any other names that come to mind here. Godwin's probably my favorite comparison. I don't think he'll ever have like a wide receiver, you know, three or four season, but uh, this guy could potentially be a wide receiver too on an NFL roster and a PPR wide receiver too someday. I mean, the, this is a team that doesn't throw the ball. Uh, Jack Cohen's a quarterback, you know, so it's not a, not a very pass friendly offense. And this was the main threat that they had to throw the ball to. So there's a nice contested grab. He makes the catches over the middle and a lot of these are tough catches too. You know, a lot of them are on third down as well. Um, he does have, Oh yeah. He's got some hopping ability. I like some of these, these red zone touchdowns here. Uh, this is one of the good plays here out of uh, Michigan state game. The acrobatic catch there snags it with one paw and then is able to corral it with the other. But this dude's he's shifty. He can, he can get open in the red zone and I don't know. He's got defenders crashing down on him there. A lot of good things to like about Cephas. He didn't really run a very good 40 time, but uh, he did run a much better pro day 40. I think it was four or five, six. <clears throat> Can't clear my throat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's almost too many guys here to, to kind of get into, but I really like all these guys. And uh, I think once the draft concludes, I'm going to do a, a follow-up video to this where I have a much more clear, the crystal ball is kind of more clear. You know, I have a, a quarterback and an offensive scheme to pair these guys with, and it just makes a little bit more sense to rank them after the draft. Um, but go ahead and take a look. I got links. I'm going to do some write-up on each of these guys yet, too, before the draft. But go ahead and watch the highlight tapes. Check out the comparisons. Um, <clears throat> and then go ahead and check out these sleepers down here, too. Because a lot of these sleepers, I have them as you know wide receivers 15 through 20. A lot of these receivers, they could have escalated value, you know, based on fit. A guy like Tyler Johnson, he's not super athletically gifted, but he's got his route running down pat, and he was very productive at college. So he's the guy that's got the smarts to get open, and we'll see if 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 he lands up on a team and he ends up being their slot receiver, he might be a guy that catches my interest. Uh, Jawan Jennings here. Uh, he's another sleeper favorite of mine. Uh, super athletic kid. He played, I think, four years at Tennessee. Uh, let's get through the beginning of the video here. Deep ball, jump ball here. Able to go and track the ball and go up and get it. I love that. And I got a, a character concerns, but the dude, he, he, I mean, if I had to say his game reminds me of Martavis Bryant, that's probably the player I would pick. Uh, the video quality is not very good as I'm playing it back here, but not afraid to take a hit. <clears throat> goes over the middle, goes deep. You know, big yards per catch type player. So he's a big home run hitter. I mean, if, if, think about a team like the Packers. They need a wide receiver. You know, I can see this guy on Pittsburgh, you know, doing Martavis Bryant things. You know, lots of good things to like about this kid. Uh, Tennessee really hasn't a quarterback, you know, lately either. So, Oh, yeah, well, just look at that, making the man miss. So, I mean, this is like the 20th receiver on my list. So, super deep class. Uh, go ahead. I mean, I didn't even touch on some of these guys like Van Jefferson here, uh, shifty slot receiver. Uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden's one of the, the lesser-known guys. Um, I got to get his college name on there. But uh, just get familiar with some of these guys' games. 
because as soon as a team drafts one of these guys and it's like a it's like an offense that we're excited about like that draft stock you know goes up pretty heavily so um i don't know there's, there's too much to talk about with the receivers i think i threw out enough names here people that i like uh let's just look at one more though this lynn bowden dude from kentucky is probably one of the more fun receivers to look at you see him there catching a touchdown in the corner but you also see him here as a quarterback throwing a touchdown pass um he was used on pretty much every single which way you could think of here's a run that he uh, that he houses and then again here he is as a quarterback uh, i think teams are prime, like pretty much focusing him on as a receiver gadget type player but uh I mean, again, catching touchdowns. This, he's got such a resume, and uh, I don't know. He's a jack of all trades type type receiver, and he's one of those guys that you can get on day three. And who knows, you might get you know the next like Tyreek Hill type player, you know, like a round four or five pick that just all of a sudden gets <clears throat> put into the correct scheme, and everything is just uh, you know everything's on from that. So, uh, Lynn Bowden, Kentucky, get to know him. And yeah, I don't know. Just check out the list. Check out the highlights. Uh, go ahead and look at the stats. I got everything there that you need to get familiar with these players. Um, and then let's see here. We're getting pretty late on the mock uh, the podcast. So we're just going to kind of quickly go over the tight ends. I'm not super excited about this tight end class. But uh, the one guy here that sticks out kind of more than the others is Chase Claypool. He's listed as a wide receiver on most people's lists. But he's 6'5". 229 he does have the ability to be a tight end like a, a jimmy graham type a slot tight end so i mean i could have listed him here probably like in the top 20 of my receivers but i chose to list him as a tight end as i've seen some of my favorite analysts list him as a tight end but uh, not a very good tight end class this year you do have uh, my favorite tight end is harrison bryant adam troutman from dayton 6'6 253 he's one of the bigger tight ends um <clears throat> But uh, really, any of these these top eight tight ends all have a bit the ability to emerge as like the tight end one, you know, in a year or two. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, if we just look here quick at uh, Harrison Bryant's highlights. <clears throat> so FAU, they got James Morgan as the quarterback. Oh, he's FIU. Never mind. Uh, but we see here just a little over the middle. He's got a slender build, um, like Owen Owen Daniels vibes, maybe. Um, shifty, he makes a couple guys miss. He's got some nice things here. You see him split out wide there. Um, you know, he's a, he's a receiving tight end, you know. Uh, think Owen Daniels. Uh, the comp here that we see here is Hunter Henry. You know, he's got some good some good potential there. Adam Troutman here out of Dayton. Uh, let's take a look at his numbers. 6'6", 253. He caught 14 touchdowns last year. 70 receptions, 916 yards. So super, super impressive stat sheet. Uh, you look at some of his game logs, he did have a four-touchdown game. He had a three-touchdown game. Just some massive games against lower competition. But, I mean, the dude scores touchdowns. So, 6-6, six, six, you can see him definitely, like, ending up on a team like the Patriots, who've been, you know, they've been trying to figure out that Gronk replacement. So, maybe that's the guy. Let's just quick show you what Chase Claypool looks like. Um, he's He played receiver here, but the dude's got, he's got tight end body. Jared Cook type level ability. Um, I mean, he just looks like a tight end there, you know. Um, so I could see a team, you know, kind of using him not exactly as a traditional tight end, but as a slot tight end, a seam tight end, um, <clears throat> similar to a Jared Cook. So 
a lot of those jump up and go get it type balls. So he's one of, I don't know, he's probably one of my favorite uh, tight end projects. But um, from the, the most part, I've seen tight ends kind of all off the board here, all over the board. Um, some people like this Hunter Bryant out of Washington. Uh, I like Bryson Hopkins. He's kind of a durable, uh, you know, two-way tight end where he does block fairly well. He's big. He can make athletic moves. Um, so let's just get to some of his highlights here in the red zone. He goes up and gets it in the corner of the end zone. He actually gets both feet down there too. And that's against Wisconsin, one of the best defenses last year. So that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big play right there for your tight end. So Hunter, Hunter Bryant's one of the favorites. Bryson Hopkins here. I like Chase Claypool a lot. Um, a lot of people like Cole Kmet. Uh, I don't really see him being as like a clear top five, number one tight end or anything like that. Um, so he's number six on my list. And then just get to know Devin Asiasi and Albert Akwugunum. I think that's Akwugunum. I don't know, Missouri. Uh, let's just take a look at him. We have an Austin Safarian Jenkins comp here. Um, and uh, the, dude, the dude's huge. Uh, goes and gets the, the uh, out route on the touchdown there. He's able to get by that little defender and, and go up and get the ball. He can stretch the field. I don't know. All, all these tight ends are big, fast, strong, and they can make moves. So I don't not really one sticks out more than the other. I think I like the idea of, of Chase Claypool because he spent a lot of time outside. But, I mean, you see that there, like just ripping the seam and no one's able to catch him. So um, <clears throat> and this is my eighth tight end on the board. So, uh, I, I mean, ideally you wait and you, you check out and see where these tight ends are going. And, again, uh, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for uh, this, this draft uh, preview. I tried to cover as many names as I could. And if you go again, if you go to the fantasyfellowship.com, it's going to be there on the main page. You just click 2020 NFL draft preview. And then I got my rankings, all the lists, all the, the, the stat links, all the, the YouTube links. Uh, it's basically just like a big guidebook that you can go in and, and kind of get familiar with some of these players. Uh, but again, I think next week after the draft, I'm going to take a couple days to digest what I'm seeing where these guys are ending up, uh, all the trades that are going to happen. And uh, I'm going to update this list. This will be like a working document. Uh, I might copy it and, and make it like the draft, uh, the post-draft review. Um, so I keep this so I can see what I was looking at. But uh, I don't know. That's going to do it. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, this is uh, if you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow, uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, we're streaming on Anchor, um, so you can check out check us out on Anchor as well. Again, I'm the fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter uh, with my handle there at the bottom of the screen, the fellow KGB. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We use Streamyard for this podcast, so I think uh, I think I'm trying to line some guests up, and uh, maybe maybe not Thursday night, but Friday night, the night too. I might try to get some live. Uh, some live video footage on here as we we watch and react to the draft but uh yeah super exciting it's monday 420 so i don't know cheers i guess uh but thank you for watching listening whatever and uh yeah have a good night morning whatever you need and uh take care adios